0: human beings of the world, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse through our secret portal at the beautiful Arctic Club in downtown Seattle. Ladies and gentlemen, with our host John, Kenrick, and Casey, it's time to enter Spoiler Country.
1: Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on scpod.net. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways.
2: You can call us, leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. We are recording, so do your thing.
1: Join the cult of the spoilerverse and welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth and That is Mr. Orsley. And today on the show, it's Kyle Wattica with Mythical Metalheads.
2: Yeah, man, Mr. Kyle Watica. We met him originally back at Comic-Con in 2017. Another one we met, just like Ian Douglas from Old Glesper back in Comic-Con our first time down there. Made some bunch of friends. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got a new toy line coming out. Kyle's a, a toy designer. Um, he's an amazing artist, and he's coming out with mythical metal heads, which is a super cool line of these mythical creatures that are just, you know, metal fans and all, you know, decked out in gear. I mean, some of them are fans, some of them are 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 musicians themselves on the toys. They have the whole backstory set up and you know, it's it's pretty dope.
1: We're gonna have the link in the show notes for the Instagram. Yeah. That shows the mythical metals. Yeah
2: mythical metal they're freaking cool but we shouldn't we shouldn't hear and talk about it. we should let kyle tell you about it because kyle and casey sat down for a conversation yeah and talked all about it and talked about music and talked about so much cool stuff
1: let's do it
3: Welcome again to another episode of Spoiler Country. My name is Casey Allen, and today we are talking to Kyle Wadaga. Kyle Wadaga is a toy designer out of uh, California, America, USA. So, Kyle, how you doing, man?
0: I'm good, Casey. Thank you for having me on. Uh, To be more specific, I'm up in the Bay Area of San Francisco in California.
3: Oh, nice, nice. How's the weather out there right now?
0: It's it's a little chilly as it usually is in uh, February, but um, it, it's nice. It's it's not as wet as it could Dude, be.
3: Dude, it, right so. it has not stopped raining for the past like three weeks here. I'm I'm out of Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, for the past few almost like two weeks, it's been about 70 degrees, and now. Um, um, it's going down below freezing tonight, so um, I'm looking forward to A little my bit of acid rain. <laughs> looking forward to all the the sliding around tomorrow during my commute to work because I, I drive to work about uh, 5:30 ish, so it should be nice and slippery uh-huh. then. Nice, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I, uh, I, I I was born in Detroit originally, and driving on icy roads is no. Oh joke. yeah,
3: yeah, man. I so. can't even imagine living up there. That's uh, that terrifies me. We we rarely get snow here. So
0: oh, so the snow, not the not the Detroit.
3: Part. Oh no no. I mean I live in dude Birmingham has its own um an, what another oh, yeah. forty eight or whatever first forty eight. That's it. So yeah, Birmingham mm-hmm. is nice and uh, crimey. Caustic, caustic. Yes, yes. It, dude. <laughs> but but yeah you just you know watch your back you know it's it's of all of course good. people are gonna people tape it all to yourself yeah but i feel you <laughs> but so so you, you're a toy designer man How, how'd you get that gig uh
0: to be completely honest i, I sort of fell into it uh i worked as like a lifeguard for about ten years. <laughs> so, okay,
3: how the fuck did you go from nothing
0: really to do with uh, the toys, except for everything? I mean, not really. Um, so I, I was a lifeguard because I was living in Southern California when I was growing up, and uh, in in high school, you know, as most people do, you play some sort of team sport <clears throat> in uh, Southern California, where all the high schools are outdoor. It. Uh, it's very common to to join aquatics, and so I was part of the swim team and water polo team. And for some people who aren't familiar with what water polo is, it's like soccer that you use your hands with, and you beat the shit out of people underwater. So uh, it's like it's like football and soccer in the water
3: all at once. I didn't know there was contact.
0: Oh yeah. It's it's a it's a down and dirty sport. Anything that's like <laughs> that the ref can't see underwater oh, it goes.
3: Ooh, nice.
0: So it's very common to wear multiple bathing suits because they get ripped off and <laughs> bruised and oh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but digressing here. With that, I I did two years of water polo and then I never did it again, and but I kept working at the pool that I was working at and one day one of my coworkers says oh I have you know I got this new boyfriend he's coming in blah, blah, blah. I'm to see him I was like okay whatever it's this guy and then it turns out that this new boyfriend was my high school water polo coach who I remember every day wore like a big cowboy hat and like a Lord of the Rings belt buckle that said speak friend and enter <laughs> so it was already like oh okay this guy's a nerd and, you know, we, we vibed a little bit and like hung out and then, you know, out, out of the context of high school, he, he's a little bit older than me, but like, you know, age is not really, it's pretty relative. So we were both nerds and basically he broke up with her, like almost immediately after she brought him over, but we, he and I kept hanging out and the, I, w- I was at his house one day and his roommate was having a magic, the gathering <laughs> at his house <clears throat> It's just it's the, the 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 nerd just keeps on going. No, it's
3: just a windy windy road from. Oh, I
0: know <laughs> that I, is this, awesome. And I am giving you the fully unabridged version. I usually cut this down to about
3: two oh, minutes. Oh no, no, dude, you're getting full This thing. is fun. Long point.
0: Yeah, having uh, a Magic Gathering tournament, we all hanging out. I had never played Magic before. Turns out that the roommate worked at this. Uh, relatively new game company that was out of lake forest california which is also orange county a little place called cryptozoic entertainment and uh i was right it was right towards the end of my college career and i was looking for an internship and we got to talking and he said that you know okay cryptozoic is looking for an intern and uh, i walked i i applied and went on a tour of the of the headquarters and stuff and they they liked me and so uh for my last semester of college, I interned for Cryptozoic Entertainment on their digital trading card game called Hex the Shards of Fate, it was called. Um, it's on, it was on Kickstarter, made a, like $2 million and stuff, and that was really cool. But while I was there, <clears throat> I, my cubicle was right next to a, a man named George Nadeau, who worked as the like talent coordinator for cryptozoic on their physical trading cards but like they did actual trading card packs for like walking dead and sons of anarchy and things like that and he part of his job was like finding artists to do sketch cards for trading cards uh i'm not sure if you're familiar or your audience is familiar but like trading card sets will often have sketch cards inserted randomly into the packs that are like one of one original pieces of art by sketch artists And so I was talking to him and he recruited me to do that. And so I did two sets of adventure time sketch cards and that was really great. And then after that time went up, they needed some data entry done just for like a month on contract. And I did that. And while I was at that section of my job at Cryptozoic, I sat next to a guy by the name of Jeff Parker, who was the, uh, creative exec in charge of the uh beginning or the fledgling department of collectibles at Cryptozoic entertainment he knew that i had freelanced he knew that i collected action figures most of my life we hit it off and from there i did a bunch of freelance working on what be would become the little bombshells okay yeah yeah and uh then about uh six months out of freelancing he decided to bring me in for part-time work doing some coloring stuff and it just kind of snowballed from there so i got my job in the toy industry because my ex water polo coach's roommate needed an intern
3: that's that's awesome it's, it's crazy you never know when you're gonna make a connection or meet yep. somebody that will kind of alter the course of of what you do so that that was mm-hmm. uh it's kind of fortunate that you were uh you, you were on the water polo team
0: yeah exactly that's crazy i you know i i hated i hated almost every minute of it but it wound <laughs> up
3: acting my career pretty good yeah we 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 just have uh uh football and uh um, more football down here that's that's about it
0: oh both both <laughs> kinds of football got it off season and on season
3: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you 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 did the the bombshells line. You you helped out with that, and you did Krypton's, uh-huh. and uh, so so many of these other amazing designs. So how how long does it does it take to to do something like this? Is this is all I guess digitally drawn, and then you you translate it into Parts or how does that work
0: yeah so it's 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 again kind of a long process and i i can talk your ear off, ear off like with it because i i absolutely love doing this stuff um but uh so like little bombshells to be specific was uh drawn all the all the like there we would do sketch we would have sketches made uh by a guy who freelanced for us his name was pedro Estudio. And he did like front view drawings of, you know, the, the top or the, the, the 10 characters we would then give those drawings to a sculptor. Um, after I colored them, which was the freelancing part that I did just so like, yeah, you can see how they all look and stuff. Um, the freelance sculptor, a uh, guy by the name of Sam Greenwell, will then take those drawings and translate them into 3D. He sends, you know, round after round of, you know, he's he'll, he'll like, oh, I, I think it should look like this. And you're like, ah, oh, tweak this and this and this and this and you kind of direct them a little bit. And then they'll make the changes and they'll send it back and that can go from, you know, anywhere from, you know, two to ten rounds of revisions on the sculptures. From there, you then send those to the factory factory will then send like create uh, outputs uh and what i mean by i was like a 3d print of like of it to scale with all the parts like engineered and separated and stuff so that they will build the pla- the, the big steel molds off of those uh, outputs so that they can create the injection mold like pieces of plastic for the actual figure and the process from okay, cool, go and and create this mold to the mold is done and you have a like the first plastic piece, which is known as a test shot, is about forty five
3: days. Oh wow! Uh, Holy smokes! Yeah. That's so, I had no idea uh, it would, there were that many hands in that pie. That's oh, that's yes. a lot of people to to it, make that. It product. takes a
0: village, which is why it's hard to put you know. Here you know any one real name to to a toy it's uh, I'm assuming most of you you and your 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 audience have I watched toys that made us in in the that wonderful Netflix show um, the reason everyone likes to take credit for he- man is because you know three hundred people worked on he man to make he man what it is he man would it wouldn't be the phenomenon that it is without every piece of like influence from those 300 people that worked on those toys. So when I say, you know, yeah, I'm a toy designer. I like, I will draw it, but then I'll work with sculptors who will then sculpt it. And then I'll work with like some brilliant engineers overseas who will then make sure it works properly and then painters. And then all the people who work at the licensing level and, you know, financiers and people who do logistics and it's, it's, you're, you know for any one action figure you're probably looking at 300
3: jobs oh that's that's amazing that's that is crazy so yeah
0: sorry I, I digressed a little bit um, the, oh no no so after, cool. after the tooling and stuff you go into your production which depending on how many you decide to make can be you know anywhere from 15 to sixty days and then shipping and all that stuff so typically from concept, so just the straight up drawing to on shelf in your hands it's about 11 to 13 months
3: okay so um
0: and that i, I didn't actually even incorporate the licensing aspect of that so if you're decided to make darth vader or wonder woman or something you then have to send your concept drawing to warner brothers or to to lucasfilm get that approved And then you you get approvals at every single stage. And every time you submit something at that stage, it can take anywhere from two days to two weeks to two months, depending on the person or the licensing. So that's why a lot of uh, companies are trying to do more uh, internal brands that they own because then you don't have to, one, pay a royalty, two, get approvals.
3: Yeah, yeah. And it I've been working on stuff kind of like that uh, here recently, have it, have you not?
0: A little bit, yeah. Um I I certainly don't have the resources that you know uh the companies that I work for in my day job do. But uh yeah, it's 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 out of necessity for like my own creative needs for you know uh, I would like to do you know here's these heavy metal figures and monsters and all blah, blah, blah. that but then also like I couldn't afford a Star Wars license if I wanted it you know?
3: <laughs> but but that that's the thing though uh, you you you're making something that did not exist before and and I really want to hear about those. can you can you tell me a little about about your uh, your your heavy metal monsters?
0: Yeah, so uh, to be specific, they are called. Or I'm calling them the mythical metalheads, and they are kind of a, a perfect or imperfect, I guess, blend of probably the two things that I love most, and that's mythology and heavy metal music. So, you know, I, I was the kid who read you know the Iliad and the Odyssey in high school for fun while listening to Black Sabbath on the bus, <laughs> um, and, and so. Uh, these figures that I'm working on uh, are kind of, like I said, just a perfect blend of the things that I love mo- pretty much most in this world. So I've always liked cool monsters, specifically like mythology, and you know, Greek comes to mind a lot. But I love like Egyptian mythology and you know, some Christian stuff too, and uh, Norse mythology. I have a, I, I only have three figures developed right now, but I, you know, I have ideas for. 10 more at least um but so right now the the, the main roster is uh a minotaur uh, medusa and the devil and they all kind of have their own little backstories um which i will be elaborating uh as i as i reveal them further but to just kind of give a brief little description uh, the minotaur is Kind of the, the the ultimate roadie and the, the, <laughs> the world's biggest heavy metal fan, and just loves thrashing around in the pit. Uh, the devil, A.K.A. Louie, he uh, he's the world's fastest guitar player, and he loves challenging people with his golden guitar to you know duels of of referee. And then uh, Medusa is, uh, you know, a heavy metal diva and probably the world's best vocalist because she always has backup singers with her. <laughs> uh, and uh, so they're they're all designed, kind of with that heavy metal aesthetic and a little bit of like cartoony edge to them too, with some heavy metal iconography. Uh, and I just I try and I try to make them a, a perfect blend of like. Like I said, like heavy metal, heavy metal aesthetics and kind of history with like mythology and
3: just monster lore. That that's amazing. I I love it. I love uh, man. I've I've been going on a deep dive lately uh, with uh, a bunch of the I guess more stoner metal bands like Bongzilla uh-huh. and um, uh-huh. Caius and uh, although I, I don't know if. They might be metal. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and high on fire and uh, sleep. high on
0: fire. I like Kaius. Kaius is good. You should check out Sleep if you haven't. Oh no,
3: no, already. dude! My wife and I went to see them. My sweet kindergarten teaching wife um, loves Sleep. Awesome. <laughs> that's like her meditation music. And Perfect. <laughs> it's it probably the loudest show I've ever been to. Really. Oh yeah, oh yeah, is a tie between them and Dinosaur Junior. Super,
0: where your 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 lungs reverberate in your rib cage.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's rad. Uh, yeah. Another good band that I've been listening to a lot lately is called The Sword. Unfortunately, they're on hiatus. Oh on-
3: yeah, Saturday. yeah, they're gone, man. That. <laughs> They, uh, but yeah, the Sword are awesome.
0: Yeah, Sword is, sword is great. I keep listening to. Uh, and there were three pieces. The, the first album, just on repeat, it's so good.
3: I, I, I love The, the, the of Mother, of the Maiden, too. the Crone. Mm hmm. Yeah, they, uh, they slap. They slap. Yeah.
0: Also, I, I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure that they wrote a song about Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones was popular.
3: That uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know when it released.
0: <laughs> no, I don't remember when the first album released, but there's a song on there called "To Take the Black" and it's about like joining the Night Watch and being on the wall.
3: Oh, yes.
0: And I think that album came out in 2008, and Game of Thrones didn't start until 2010.
3: Well, it's just like your your toy line metal and kind of nerdery, I guess. Go oh, way yeah. back. I mean, even mm-hmm. when you think about um, proto metal, with like Led Zeppelin, they were huge yeah. into Tolkien. And yeah. uh, I mean, uh, who is it? Iron Maiden had the like twenty minute version of uh, their rendition of what was it? Um, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, which oh yeah, my tenth grade year. My uh, English teacher, we were studying that in our textbook. Our English teacher brought in a record player. Was, huh. you know, this is the late '90s. blew yeah. a big like inch of dust off of the record player, popped the record <laughs> down. It was her son's from when he was yeah. a kid. and she was an old lady. <laughs> started playing the the song as we were um, reading it in our textbook. And then it was like a long guitar solo. For and I was hey. like, "Do you want me to fast forward it through the guitar solo?" She's like, "No, let it play." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dang that old lady rocks! <laughs> Dang, I want to go to that school.
3: Ah oh, man, yeah. As an we, adult, <laughs> it, it it was an interesting place. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man. So so I I love how you're bringing these things that these. Things that you love and putting them into something new and, and making them into their own thing. So, uh, what what where are you wanting to go next with it?
0: Uh, you know, I, at this point, I I would love to just get them made and into the hands of other people because I have the prototypes now, which uh, is no small feat. I don't I don't mean to like toot my own horn here or whatever but like the amount of like funds and coordinating you have to do to get a prototype made without like a major support system behind you like a like a company is like it was way harder than i thought it was gonna be because i i do this i do it you know every day for work but then it's because i have like the resources to do so but then doing it on my like oh man this is this is no joke Next is like let's get it to a factory, let's get it produced, let's get it made. Uh, things are a little bit uh, dicey overseas where the factories are right now.
3: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. In I, this I year,
0: in this February 2020 period that we're in. Uh, for our later listeners, but it's it's gonna be possible to be done. It's just probably gonna be more delayed than I I would I would personally like, and sadly the fans would like. So.
3: Well, I mean that that's something you know I could see it in a record shop. I could see it in a toy store, I could see it in a comic shop. and I could definitely, definitely, definitely see people buying the shit out of at a metacon so and and you have so <laughs> well, many different you. groups that you could market to. That is such a cool idea. well,
0: thank you and
3: horror that. fans will drop some dough <laughs> on on some stuff. Horror fans are. <laughs> some of the most loyal and enthusiastic people I've ever met.
0: <laughs> I love it. Oh yes. And they will, and they are, uh, vicious, lovingly vicious.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I, for, for the company I work for now, I, uh, I designed a Michael Myers.
3: Oh, or did you, did you, did you read the comments? <laughs>
0: Uh no, uh, we were we were at a show presenting it, and uh, the figure was fine, but the, uh, the the packaging we were we were setting it up. We the the show hadn't even opened, and some somebody walks up and goes, "Oh, you, you're using you're using Michael Myers from the first Halloween. This is a Halloween two figure. That's the first Michael Myers. What are you doing, man?" <laughs> oh no, you guys. <laughs> we gotta fix it and so we like we just took the packaging away because we were not we were too embarrassed to like <laughs> go go a whole show with the wrong michael myers on the box
3: but like like you were talking about earlier with with mythology this is their mythology yeah this absolutely. is things that they they grew up with and have been loyal to for their, you know, mm-hmm. for their entire lives with some people. So yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm
0: the same know. way with like Gargoyles and Batman and Star Wars and oh, dude, things
3: like that, that. You know, I'm so not, have, I'm
0: not a, I'm not a Bible fearing or Bible reading guy, but I do read comic books and that's, you know, the,
3: that's you know the new almost, mythology, almost man. the
0: same, you know, level of, uh, I guess belief it takes to, to stay dedicated to it.
3: I have a you nine know. and a five-year-old, and uh, we uh-huh. have Disney Plus, and they have Gargoyles on that, and That's that shit went off like gangbusters. Oh yeah, uh-huh. they we're so into Gargoyles. I
0: I am I am trying, I am I am fighting every week to get Gargoyles action figures made because we ha- like the company I work for now ha- has a Disney license, and it's just sitting there. And we need to do it because no one, no one has served that community in years.
3: And people want it. People are thirsty for that shit.
0: I know. And Disney Plus has brought it back, and I think it would be something pretty special.
3: Yeah, if, it's, if it's I, gonna pop if off. If I got, yeah.
0: if I was given the keys to the kingdom, as it were.
3: Yeah. I'm sorry, Disney. Uh, I'd hate to make you a <laughs> ton of more money, but <laughs>
0: that's that is true. And the longer I, I work in toys, the more I realize that there are some people who just don't need the money. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's Disney for sure. They're 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 covered without my my gargoyles figures.
3: What pro- what property are you really itching to work on in toys?
0: I mean, gargoyles is is up there. Um, I. uh gargoyles is probably at the tippy top uh i would love to be able to work on the goon by eric powell
3: Oh man eric powell is a gem
0: yeah he's my favorite working artist today and just an absolute sweetheart every time i talk to him at conventions and i know that dark horse has it now i think and i know that mezco made some figures about 15 years ago or so now but I think it would be something really cool, especially now that like Eric Powell o- outright owns the rights to the publishing and like the character and has really expanded the universe with like the resurgence of the goon. Cause he technically ended it in the dark horse era, but then like has brought it back through his flying albatross funny books. And it's, it's so good. I would love to work on that. Uh, I've also, I've never gotten to work on star Wars. I've never gotten to work on Marvel. I think that would be really really fun to do just because i'm a big like i love mcu stuff and i love you know i love star wars i got I, what's funny with star wars is that i, I, I talked about religion briefly <laughs> uh the i got uh I, my my family was very catholic and i had my first communion when I was eight and one of my dad's co-workers who was invited to the party bought me the Star Wars special edition VHSs for my first edition. And then I immediately stopped going to church (laughs) because I, because I had had found my new religion and it was, it was in Lucas we trust, thank the maker. (laughs) So um, yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars, of course,
3: is great. Speaking of toys, man, I mean, just being a a Star Wars fan, I mean, that is uh, an education in and of itself on, on toys and marketing them oh my god
0: mm-hmm. well it, they change the way that the industry works
3: oh yeah yeah pretty much so
0: again cool. i highly encourage you and your and your fans to watch toys that made us on netflix it, the stories about those original star wars figures are insane
3: i've been wanting to check that out it's it's uh, two kids man it's so hard to watch me oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: of course yeah but they don't like toys they could probably learn something or a thing or two from a, a a show it's pretty good actually
3: so you you also design playsets as well how how is that
0: it's uh pretty daunting <laughs> to be completely honest <laughs> because the one the one that i'm work i've worked on two so far uh and they're both pretty Uh, they're for figures that are in seven inch scale. So the play sets have to then scale to these figures that are, you know, half, half a foot tall. So they themselves are 36 inches tall by 48 inches wide or 26. They're just, they're huge and there's so many parts to them. And uh, it's just uh, the, the, the play set that I worked on, first was the was huge and what i think I, I had mentioned the the test shot piece of uh, production uh-huh. where it's like first plastic samples yeah. out of the molds um the test shot that i got for that was it, it took me three and a half days to go through it all piece by piece section by section T- three and a half days, twenty pages of notes, and one hundred and seventeen photos of like fix this, fix this, fix this, change this. do
3: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> three and a half days.
3: Are Are you at liberty to say what what the um what the playset was? Uh,
0: I can tell you. I think
3: I, I think I can probably tell everyone just because
0: uh, it's been announced. The second one hasn't, but uh, are you familiar with?
3: Yes, yes. I'm vaguely familiar.
0: I work for Super 7, and the place that I'm working on is a 7-inch scale Snake Mountain for
3: Masters of the Universe. Holy, oh shit, that is awesome. That is so cool.
0: Fucking huge.
3: And it's crazy. How old are you?
0: I am 29. I turn 30 in May.
3: Okay, so... I'm a I'm almost older than you, so Ma- mm-hmm. Masters of the Universe when I was a kid was like uh-huh. that and D.I. Joe were mm-hmm. like that was where it was at. The pinnacle, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> if if you had a buddy that had all the uh the MOTU stuff, then mm. you guys would never be bored because you had There was so much of a, uh, of just a, a deep well of, you know, characters and situations. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that is so awesome. You were able to, to have a part in designing that. That is amazing.
0: Yeah. It's, it's pretty nice. I didn't design it so much as I like, I'm doing all the QC and like analyzing the play patterns and making sure all the pieces work and all that kind of stuff which is a level of design that people
3: don't think of, I guess. Oh man, there's so many things that go into, I was actually listening to an interview with um, a uh, comic artist who used to work in advertising. And he said that uh, he did a a cereal box design where Uh the, um, it was uh, the cookie crisp dog was in a rocket ship that he had built out of random stuff from his house. Uh-huh. And uh, the cockpit of the, the rocket ship was the washing machine, and they had to recall several thousand boxes of cereal because kids were crawling into the washing machines. Oh, so, no. Yeah, so little stuff like that matters. There's so many little yeah, tiny absolutely. details that you have to uh, not screw up. So- yes, that's 100%
0: true, and especially with uh, – adult collectors who you know the the snake mountain playset the place that retails for $600 oh my god and, and it's $150 to ship it because it's so fucking huge oh so wow. if you give if if they get this playset and anything is wrong about it they are infuriated because they're now out seven hundred dollars and i gotta ship it back and do all this stuff and it's like no we need to make this as perfect as possible because the i and, and i have found that uh, like myself adult collectors and even you know some specifically you know mo collectors have a very distinctive eye and very specific taste and i actually i i enjoy that aspect of working on these collectibles is trying to not, not please but just like you know if you get like a, a high five or like a good job you guys like from those it's like oh
3: cool oh yeah like, yeah it. but uh, it's it's a you you guys have passed the test then and it's about to get crazy on you guys too because the uh the new Kevin Smith series is coming out yeah which is, it, it's uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that I, I want to watch it with my kids I'm hoping it's uh,
0: it, it should be cool oh, I'm, yeah. I'm certainly excited for that voice cast
3: Oh yeah, yeah We actually um, interviewed uh, Susan Eisenberg Who uh, we, we After we had interviewed her We found out that she was on the show Wow It was the one project she couldn't talk about Because she hadn't been announced yet I was like, damn it Yeah <laughs> But Right uh, yeah, man, so many awesome people on that show. Do you have anything else upcoming that you want to talk about?
0: Um, for myself, it's mostly I'm my, the plan is to is to put the metalheads on Kickstarter around June or July or so, um, and just so we can you know get the the uh, necessary amount of funds to get it produced at the factory and get it in hands but uh super seven like there's there's so much cool stuff coming actually this weekend uh february 21st through 24th uh new york toy fair is happening so make sure to go and like look at new york toy fair coverage and type in in new york toy fair like there's i can't say it now because it's coming but it's all going to be revealed at toy fair and it's 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 going to be an insane year.
3: That's awesome.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, man, when when you get that Kickstarter up and running, you have to let us know. You have to get Absolutely. back on the show. And we'll, yeah, uh, we'll shout sure. it from the rooftops. Because yeah, man. I'm really Absolutely. stoked about this uh, project you're working on.
0: Thanks, man. One last plug here, I guess, for that. The, uh, the Metalheads, there's a website, which is www.mythicalmetalheads.com, except for it's mythical with a K, not a C. Um, and if you go there, you can put your email into the website. It will let you know when the Kickstarter goes live, and you will get an MP3 copy of the Mythical Metalheads theme song. Oh, nice. Which, you know, I will send to you guys, and you can drop it, you know, here
3: So who um, who did the theme song for you?
0: theme song was written uh, and performed by a guy named Zach Heidi, who is a, uh, a, a, fr- a freelance composer who's done a lot of stuff for video games and uh, some some other commercial stuff. And uh, Zach Heidi hired another guy. Uh, his name is Misha Kushner who uh is also a very very talented guitar art, guitarist and he uh he did the, the main riff that you hear in the uh, mythical metalheads theme song
3: nice and i'm looking at the designs right now and they are fantastic i'm loving that medusa
0: thank you thank you yeah see what i mean by the backup singers oh yeah
3: oh yeah <laughs> that is great awesome. so man mythical metalheads dude kyle kyle what i got man thank yes. you so much of course.
0: Anytime, Kate.
3: And uh, we will, uh, I guess we'll be talking to you um, around June, July when, when you get that Kickstarter going. Um, yeah, I'll do dude, that,
0: and I'll probably see you guys at Comic-Con as well.
3: Yes, yes, I'm sure you'll see, John. I am uh, I try to avoid those like the plague. Speaking of, <laughs> while you're at Comic-Con, fuck, douse yourself in some Germ-X, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: stay we'll, uh, we'll safe see. Out yeah. There. <laughs> yeah absolutely the uh I, I will i will probably you know depending depending on how this overseas situation goes forward i might be going back overseas to check uh, production and such oh nice nice just because nice. it's just because it's faster i've been i've been twice before um, but, uh, the amount of time you can save by being at those factories in person, giving approvals, saying, change this, change that instead of sending emails is just total. it's, it's invaluable really the amount of time you save.
3: That's, that's crazy. I never would have thought that would, uh, that would, uh, kind of expedite production. But... Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> let, me, let me put it into perspective for you. So if somebody says, all right, here's, here's a painted version. All right. Okay, cool. They'll send it to you. And oh, then there's a 15 gotcha. hour delay. And then you look at it, you take your time to look at it. You then write up some notes and you say, Oh, you should change it to this, 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 and this. You then send it. It's another 15 hours. They then see it. They say, oh, okay. They go, they fix it. They send you another email, another 15 hours. So you've now lost, you know, three or four days in, when you're at the factory, you'd be like, "Oh, fix this," and then they'll do it in half an hour,
3: oh yeah, yeah i could I could totally see that um, for sure. I have a buddy that um he designed a new set of drumsticks, and he uh-huh. actually had to go to the factory and while he oh. was at this factory in China, um it was a guitar factory, so um nice the uh, <laughs> the factory started burning. There, there was a fire oh, in the factory. Not nice. So um, it was, uh, apparently it was an adventure forum. So I wish you nothing not- but safety and uh, <laughs> thank um, you. a good time while you're, while you're getting all this stuff done. And I'm, I'm sure we'll see you at a con eventually. And I'm actually hoping Absolutely. to get to, um, uh, what is it? Uh, one of them, they things in, uh, in Washington. So if, if you're, uh,
0: oh, Emerald you're in, city,
3: Emerald city. To... Yeah. I'm hoping yeah, to yeah. go to ECCC.
0: I have never been to Emerald city, but I heard it's a good time. I've been meaning to go.
3: So I've, I've never been to Washington state. So I'm, or heck I've, I've never even been that far out West. So, uh, Dang. hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll, I'll get out there and man, it's been a pleasure.
0: It has. Thank you again for having me on. Kyle. Appreciate you guys talking
3: to me. Dude, dude, thanks. And uh, like I said, let us know when uh, Mythical Metalheads hits Kickstarter, and uh, yeah. we'll uh, do a segment about that. We will talk
2: about it all the time.
0: Yeah, man, real, real soon. As soon as we get this, uh, this like I said, the, uh, the overseas situation needs to clear up before we get to move forward, sadly.
3: All right. Actually, hi, John. Hey, Kyle oh, and you. I are now best friends. So, um, <laughs> is it Kyle awesome?
2: Dude? Is he? Is he oh, fuck you too. Kyle's great. He's my friend.
3: Right, <laughs> <laughs> cool. dude. Take it easy, and uh, we will. Um, we'll catch you again later.
0: Okay, dude. Thank you again. I appreciate you taking the time.
3: All right, later, guys. Kyle. Thanks for listening again to uh, Spoiler Country, and uh, Casey is out
0: kyle
2: too (laughs) and john i'm here too for 30 seconds all right
3: (laughs) (laughs) we just invented a new way to end the show
2: and kenrick Kenrick. kenrick's here too but he has no bike he's over there (laughs) 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 so what do you think kenrick things look cool
1: those look amazing are you kidding I figured these would be right up your alley. Yeah, the Minotaur, <laughs> the freaking uh, devil playing guitar, the Medusa singer—they look Dude, amazing. The devil playing, yeah, the devil
2: playing the the, the broken guitar there is freaking cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, I you know I wouldn't mind getting a couple of them.
2: Yeah, I already I already texted him. And I said, "Hey, uh, um, I need a T-shirt. <laughs> <'Cause
1: he has laughs> that cool logo in the T-shirt. It's like, man, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah, the crew. Yeah, yeah, I want those. Those I are really one. cool."
2: Yeah, Kyle is great I love having we, Kyle's been on before we talked to Kyle at San Diego but yeah. and the last time we talked to him this year at San Diego with Kaylee and me and uh, we talked a little bit about these toys a little bit he's kind of very coy about it like I've known about these for a long time because Kyle's been t- texting me about them but on the show we kind of like coyly talked about it but this is the first time we, on the show he's like fully laid into it and told everybody about this so I'm excited that we had him on the show for this and for everybody out there to, to check out these toys
1: yeah yeah Check out Medusa, Louie, and Mikey. Yeah, they're really it's it's really cool. It's a great idea, and man, this guy his designs are amazing.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a he's a great artist and a great designer. I love his stuff. How did he make these? Uh, well, I mean, he tells he talks about it in the episode. I know, but I'm just like it's still. You design them. You go to yeah. It's, it. it's still it's yeah. still just
1: it's it's still like. I can never wrap my head when you see, like, some of these statues. Even
2: when they tell you how they made it, let's let
1: you see, yeah. Like, how. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, who comes up with the shit? Exactly. Well, people like Kyle Wadiga do. There you go. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I did. Yeah. And hopefully listening to Kyle makes you want to see what else we have on tap. Yeah. And there's a lot. There's a lot. To satisfy your thirsty, thirsty thirst for yeah. knowledge. Exactly.
2: I think that's a show, Johnny. That is a show. We are Spoiler Country. Mythical Metalheads is here. Go to mythicalmetalheads.com and check them out. net, check us out. As we told you, everywhere else, I don't know where I'm going with this, so we should end the show.
1: Well, Mythical Metalheads, it's M-Y-T-H-I-K-A-L. Oh, that's a good, good point out there. Metalheads.com. That's M-Y-T-H-I-K-L. Metalheads.com. All right, guys, don't forget. Open that mind.
2: And read more.